My name is Chris Nizak, and I am playing Jameson Cree, the Prismatic Mage, and I am from Misdirected Mark Productions. I'm Brett B. from uh, Gaming and BS. I am playing big, brawny, very loyal family member Corby, the male fighter. I'm Tom from Knights of the Night. I'm playing Kelsey Fenn, the older sister to Corby. Hi, this is Kevin Lovecraft. Someone once was nice enough to say that I'm the glue between gaming and BS and misdirected Mark. I am playing Ashani Fenn. I'm Emily from She's a Super Geek, and I am your game master for this venture through the world of Avanti. From the Wednesday evening podcast all-stars, Avanti, Glitter, and Blood. Following the map given to Ashani by Opal, the crew made their way to the middle of nowhere, only to be attacked by a giant water dragon, <laughs> which they handily defeated as the heroes they are. The only thing standing between them and this person or entity who's supposed to lead them to the Storm Queen is this gigantic pipe jutting out from the ocean as if to lead into a different world. You're a good enough rogue to, to figure out that there's nothing, there's no traps at the top of the pipe. Your awareness, your magic, whatever, doesn't go down to wherever the bottom is. All right. I'm going to go uh, hop up and climb to the top of the pipe. I'm, just, I'm taking a bag of salt with me. I'm just testing something. I'm just testing something, Kelsey. Is that okay? Should we rope, should we rope you off before you go? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Sure. Toss me one. Yeah. When I when I have the rope tied to me, I have it like more of a harness around my shoulders instead of just around my waist because that can hurt. I know because I've I, I work on chips. I take the bag of salt and I drop it to see if it floats down or if it just falls like a dead weight. You release the bag of salt and you see it go down at what you think is a normal pace, but it disappears into darkness and you listen and you don't hear it hit. I am going to guess that it's safe. That's a great guess. <laughs> just, just hold the rope, and we'll test it out. I don't mind. Well, I'll hold, I'll, hold, I'll hold the rope. I'll hold the rope then. I'll hold the rope. That'll be okay. Kelsey wanted to use her breaking and entering experience to get down there, but Jameson wouldn't hear of her going alone. Do you mind if I come with you? I can light the way. I can hold you both. You don't weigh that much. You're like fifty percent glitter. <laughs> That's true. It's very true. Captain Stone will call over Amroth, who is pretty strong as well, to help out. Are you going to try to gently lower yourselves as if you're rappelling down, or are you jumping? Uh, I think we'll just rappel down. I mean, we were I was going to do the crazy thing, but, you know. All right, let's go. I, uh, I cast Dancing Lights and keep them about 20 feet ahead of us. And you realize it's, it's not really a pipe made out of... Metal, it seems to be made out of some sort of natural gemstone that you haven't really seen before. It's, it's, it's somewhere between sort of an emerald green and a teal. Like there's a little bit of, of blue in it. It is very smooth on the sides. So you have a little bit of trouble 
just in uh, keeping yourselves from slipping. But it is only five feet in diameter, so you can try to catch yourselves. You can help each other out, and having two people at least help you down. I'm just trying to figure out how long that rope is. Well, we're on a ship. I've got at least fifty. I've got at least fifty feet of my own. Yeah, plus the another ship 50 feet will have from Kelsey rat plus loads uh, of rope, and it's going to be exactly like, plus yeah, hundreds and hundreds of feet. Hundreds of feet. I'm not worried. So it takes a while. Man, this is taking a while. Uh, oh, Kelsey. nice. You feel the air getting colder. I can see my breath, Kelsey. After uh, what seems like just way too long of rappelling down, you do see uh, the, the bottom of the pipe that looks like it's made of marble, and you see that the, the pipe stops, and there's a gap of about 20 feet before you um, are going to hit the marble. Now, Kelsey, I'm relying on you to do the usual signals that we've done before when, I've, when we've had to do this, so you, you just let me know when, and I will stop feeding. I'm imagining some Mission Impossible stuff right now, where, like, you flip upside down and kind of look into the room. Is that what's happening, Kelsey? Jameson sends out his lights, and you turn to say something to him, and you get light in your eyes, and you're just seeing stars, so there's glitter everywhere. There's but there's little piles of glitter on the marble floor. And so you, you look around. It is a large circular room that has five different doors leading out and one archway that leads into you don't know where. Are they equidistant around the, the room? Yeah, of course. You see that it is elegant marble and that so whatever that semi-precious stone is that the pipe's made out of. There is also some beautiful mosaic work so that people know where the actual landing site is so they don't walk on it. And then there is something inscribed above the archway. There are a couple of what look like marble statues. One is of a human and one is of a merfolk. Kelsey, you don't you don't know what the language is, but between you and Jameson, you kind of pop around some ideas. You realize you're underwater. There's a statue of a merfolk. It's probably their language. I think we go back up and get everybody else and then come back down here and then go look for this emissary. Kelsey decided to take a risk. And so, with several different checks, Kelsey gave the signal to Corby, who let the rope fall. And Kelsey landed on the marble markings without a scratch. Corby and Ashani, do you just rappel down as well? I'll go down. My sister wants me down there and she needs me. I'm going to go. Um, Shani, do you want me to go first? That way, in case something stupid happens, it'll land on you. Probably the bigger risk of falling. Well, in that case, then I'm going to stand underneath you. So if you fall, I can catch you. Corby and Ashani, you come down. They, uh, they fill you in on sort of what they've seen and kind of what they've probably figured out. You're in a room made of marble and semi-precious stone. Uh, so there's an archway and it's open. There's no doorway there? Right. And there's some sort of words written above the uh, archway that we don't know. Uh, and there are five other doors. What do those doors look like? There seem to be, now that you've been able to sort of get up close to them, each door does seem to have a little sort of marker next to where sort of a medium-sized creature's eyes would fall. They all uh, look the same. They are all made out of a darker, more intricately carved marble. Kelsey, why don't you see if you can hear anything? We've done it. I mean... 
when we had to go to your quote-unquote friend's house and get the thing you quote-unquote left behind, remember how you checked all the doors first? Then Kelsey rolled very poorly several times on several different checks. So Kelsey, you are still a little bit uneasy or dazed from the fighting and maybe also still a little bit reeling from the uh, the lights that, you know, shone in your eyes super brightly. You can't tell any difference between the doors. You kind of think that all of those little plaques probably say the same thing, and you can't even tell the difference between the mer- the merfolk statue and the human statue. No, she, she's good. She's good. If, if she says it's safe, it's safe. I'm positive. It's fine. Are you going to try to go through the door? There's no handle, though. Does it open in or out? Uh, none of these doors have hinges on them. I can push it though. If you wanna, if you wanna do that, you can give me a strength check. Absolutely, it's a door. Doors are for doors are for opening. Thirteen. You put your hands on it and you you try to move it. You, it's almost like trying to push a magnet away when it's being attracted uh, to another magnet, but you're able to do it. And as soon as the door is out of whatever aura that is, you're able to just push it over. Got it. That was impressive. And Corby, because he's huge. <laughs> like my head peeks out from around. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll, step, I'll, I'll step aside. Are, sorry, are you sending your, your lights ahead? Of course. It goes into what looks like a two-story library. <gasps> Books. That's boring. I walk over to the archway. Corby, you're plunged into darkness. Aw. Corby, come with me. All right. I'm coming. What's in the archway? You look through the archway, not not quite going through it, and you send your lights into it. What you see is another brown chamber. It is much bigger, and it is set up in what we would call stadium seating. But it's not where there's armchairs or anything. They just seem to be they just seem to be sort of marble seats with steps leading down to a circular area at the bottom all along the walls there are beautiful carvings reliefs so there are some of merfolk there are some of humans there are a couple that look like merfolk becoming humans or humans becoming merfolk there's also some uh some elves in some of the pictures as well as some halflings you know you you come from a ruling family so you can figure out this is this is somebody's the high points in a culture's political history this looks like a meeting house maybe a senate chamber a political gathering space ashani okay so I'm just going to like turn around and go, uh, guys, the store just went up when I was like uh, looking at the inscription here on the plaque and kind of was tracing it with my finger. Nah, I can't make it out, Kelsey. I don't read Merfolk. Do you read Merfolk, Kelsey? C- Corby, uh, do you want an apple? I'll take that apple. You'd really, I'll take that I apple. mean, that's, that's insulting. <laughs> Of course I want an apple. I'm always yeah. hungry. I'll take Here the apple. I was tracing the the lettering God. or script or whatever it is. Think. Think I don't uh, want an to apple. To see if I, I could figure out that. what it was, and that's when the door went up on me. You figured out that it's when you pushed the plaque. Is so you, you pushed the plaque and the door came, flew up. So what's in there? Gotta be the treasure. That would get a certain person off our back. 
Well, you're you're a, you're a cleric, so I'm going to say this is a type of treasure. You you look in and see some sort temple or chapel, some sort of worship space that has several shrines set up to it. Couples seem to be ones you know, like there's Maim. That's a big one cuz you know, you're in the ocean. And there's one to the uh, the great goddess, and then there are a couple that you haven't really seen. There's not necessarily like a picture of like, this is the God, you know, there is a large stand that has sand in it. And to the side, there is a bunch of candles, all sort of, you know, on their side stacked up and there are notes inscribed and there's a, a box with a hole in it. And you know, from your experience that these are these are prayer candles and, and people, if they have money, will sort of give a donation. Well, I'll uh, do the typical ominous, dominus, whatever in front of Naeem. Just kind of inspect the others and just make sure there's nothing that gives me the wiggums. As I go around the room, looking at the various uh, deities that uh, they have uh, worship areas set up for. And if no warning bells go off, then I probably circle back out. Uh, no, no warning bells. Any of our little uh, happy chameleon frog people? Not as gods. There were a few in the different reliefs that you saw in in the bigger sort of, in the big chamber past the archway. Got it. Okay, cool. Interesting. The next two doors down, one seems to be sort of a storage area for scribes and scholars. And then the one that is to the, the bottom left seems to be supplies for worship ashani uh, recognizes those oh here is the uh the blessed book of Maim, you know and, and there's sort of a small copy several small copies and then one big copy to read out of there's a bunch more candles there's some food in chests that is magic to keep oh, good. we're taking that let's go drag that out into the middle of the room good call i will i will drag that there are also some things made out of more precious metals and gems that are worship apparatuses so there's like a chalice that's inlaid with rubies a large teardrop shaped diamond that is about the size of corby's hand they would be used in in some sort of rituals i'm not going to touch the religious stuff uh because i'm looking at ashani to see what ashani has to say about that yeah i'm very hesitant to start go messing with any religious items uh is there just out of curiosity, is there like any dust or any signs of use of any of these areas, or do they look like they've been abandoned for a long time? Is there any sort of feeling for that? Uh, there's no dust. However, there are places in the marble that are really worn. You look at the the Blessed Book of Maim because you're you're curious. You know what translation is it? Mm-hmm. And it is it is an older translation. There are these, there are thous. KJV. Yeah, basically it's the King James version. <laughs> Actually, that would probably be uh it would probably be Emperor Balana uh edition. <laughs> oh, the EBP the EB the EBV. Got it. The EPV. <laughs> yes. So that kind of sets off like, oh, this stuff is a little dated. So it's old. And you can tell, you know, Jameson, you've got really good magic. You can tell that the the that the magic sustaining the food is wearing a little bit thin. There are a couple of chests where it's gone bad, and you just kind of close it. 
you don't know if it's abandoned, but it definitely hasn't been been used in a while. But this place isn't open to the elements the way other shrines would be. Right. Still feels odd though. I mean, we're It does. It does feel really weird cuz it it feels like these are places for, you know, big crowds of people. Yeah, and I'm starting to feel I mean, they're big so it's staving off the claustrophobia, but every time we walk about back in that main area, I look at that large pipe that goes up and I remember how far under this incredibly oppressive water I am and that's starting to grate on me. Corby's a natural submariner. Tight spaces, a lot of a lot of pressure above. You can't go anywhere. Hope you don't die. Yeah, that's good. Kelsey, you while they are sort of checking out the religious stuff and whatnot, uh, you go over to the bottom only unopened door and you you press the plaque for it to open and it doesn't open. Give me a perception check, please. Kelsey, you you notice that the plaque for this particular door seems to be outlined in gold. The letters were probably originally gold as well, but those seem to have been been worn down. You don't sense any traps per se, but you do get a sense of there's either something wrong with the magic to pull this door up or this is a special locked door. Can you pop the lock, Kelsey? Oh, five. <laughs> you also did really well on your perception. So as you're kind of checking this out, you hear something, but you can't tell if it's wind coming and going or the lap maybe of waves in the distance. Corby, you take a quick shoulder to the door, Ugh. bounce off it. That thing's stuck. That thing is on there. Your your shoulders gonna be gonna be sore for yeah, for a while. Have to stretch that. It, out. It's not so bad as you should. You're you're not gonna take HP damage. No, I just gotta stretch that out. Damn it. Okay. Uh, if you just push, nothing happens. I'm gonna walk up to the door and knock on it. Interesting. You hear a voice say something and pause, and then in common say, "Who's there?" It is I, Jameson Cree of House of House Fen. We have come to speak with the minion of the Storm Queen. Well, I think it was Emissary? Yeah, I think it was Emissary. Actually, it was one who is the Storm Queen's friend, but whatever. I wasn't there. I think it was Minion, but sure, we'll go with Emissary. Sorry, Emissary of the Storm Queen. Isn't an Emissary a Minion? Isn't that the same thing? I mean, if you work for somebody like a Minion... I agree with you, Corby. I think it's exactly the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. Uh, Kelsey, could I get a perception check? Yes, you can. So while they are discussing Emissary versus Minion, uh, you see something moving in the corner of your eye. But you you look over very quickly, but there there's nothing. There's just stone carvings and the other doors, and you don't know what that was. Okay, I slide over towards Jameson and whisper to him that I swear I saw something behind us. Is there any way you could see things perhaps that I can't? I can't see things, but I can do this if there's something invisible here. Oh my god, there's going to be glitter. And I pull, out, I pull out the glitter cat and I oh. say the word and then it explodes outwards in a giant pile of glitter. You know, I, I should know better by now. I really should. Corby, I'm just I'm just I'm just staring at I'm just staring at Kelsey like really? You you really? 
Really, I I knew I knew this. I knew this was coming. It looks very shiny and pretty. But it doesn't cover anything invisible. Nope. Okay. Good and thought, though. Then I use my cantrip to uh, to pull all the I, I pull the cat out and use my cantrips to clean up all the glitter and put it back on the cat. All right. As you do so, the door slides upwards. Interesting. I lean around the door frame and look in. I'm stopping to a side as well. I'm leaning around to Shani to look in over her shoulder. Or over the top of her head. Or over the top of her head because she's quite small compared to me. I'm holding a giant ball of glitter around a cat. So this is part Scooby-Doo, part Lisa Frank. Got it. Jinkies! Corby and Ashani, give me some perceptions. (laughs) Sorry, that got me. We'll see what you see. 16. Corby, you're almost... As perceptive as a Shawnee. You got some glitter in the corner of your eye there still, Corey. I, I, ow. Ow. So what you see is a room that's about 20 by 20 feet in diameter, because again, this is a circular space. And it has what looks like the normal trappings of a sitting room. A room that somebody would invite you into before you go into their house. You know, if you're waiting for someone, it is sparsely decorated. It's all made out of marble. Ashani, you can see some tendrils of of magic uh, where it's been sealed. Hmm. And there are some chairs, again, made out of marble. There seems to be some tables. And it it feels like this was once a full chunk of marble that somebody then carved these things out of. Okay, so that's just what I was going to ask, if they were still attached to the floor. And it was just Mm -hmm. like, okay, very interesting. And there's another door. Is it directly opposite, or is it to yes. the left or right? No, it's okay. directly opposite. And, and there's nobody in the room? Nope. Well, I'm going in then. Jameson then sends his glitter in and discovers, nope, there's nobody invisible in there. I totally do that. Is there some way that Kelsey can, that I can tell if the door was opened magically, or is it mechanical? It's definitely magical. Okay. So I step into the room as well. What do you think, Kelsey? Are we supposed to just sit here and wait? I don't know. There's another door. Maybe I should go knock at that door. Shani, should we go knock? Sure, why not? They let us in after we knocked on this one. Okay, yeah, and we don't know if we're supposed to like wait in this waiting room here until someone tells us, right? So it would be rude not to knock. I'm looking at everybody expectantly, hoping somebody <laughs> gives me a high sign that that's good. Show you a finger. Just wait a minute. Wait one second. And Which I, finger? Just the, the pointer finger. That... Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. It's my brother. I'm polite to him. And go listen at the door first if we can hear... If I can hear anything. Love another perception check. Okay. Uh, no, no. no. <laughs> that would be a natural one. I think I got my ears stuck to the door. My assumption is I probably leaned over to Jameson. She's really good at listening <laughs> at stuff. That's Shh. part of the training that she went through at the guild. Cor- Corby. Shh. Corby. Corby, my friend. I-, I think if she's trying to practice her craft and you're being loud like that, even though you're whispering, it won't really work. Knock on the door. Go ahead. All right. I'm sorry. I was trying to just my sister proud of you and thought you were pretty cool and whatever. Are you all in the room? No. Sort of. <laughs> I'm going to stand uh, in the doorway. Uh, uh, I'm going to look around. Are we mostly in the room? I, I think you and I are. I, I'm totally in the room, but. I'm just looking to see, make sure everybody is in the room. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. totally in the I'm totally in the room. I just said no. <laughs> <clears throat> we're all here. It's It's good. We're all here. No, no, we're not. Ashani's not in here yet, right, Ashani? Well, right, that's right. Ashani, I'm going to need a dex save, please. Okay. Oh, door going to cut you in half. No, it's not. 
Ooh. Natural 20. So that was a natural 20, so I'm going to ask you... There's a pair of them, actually. Look wow. At that. You see... No, I do the Indiana Jones grab my hat and slide under. Are you in the room with your friends? I'll be separated because that's more interesting. Oh, jeez. Or at least one of us will live or only one of us will die. When they fill it with water and, you know, equalize the pressure. I'm going to run over to the door that's shut. Bang on it. I'm going to try to open it up because I want to get it to Ashani. I'm assuming that this is bad. This is bad. Bam, 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 bam. Come in. Ashani, Ashani, get in here. Uh, uh, lean on it, push on it, try to lift yeah. it, swivel I'll push it, anything. the plaque at the door. Uh, the, the door is shut, and you, you hear what sounds like some uh, ceiling spell. All around the room, it's circular, uh, is a marble ceiling. What you see is it just ekes up an inch or so, and water starts pouring in. Oh, damn. <laughs> so we're on the wrong side of the door. This is real mature person on the other side of this door. We just came to talk, and this is how you treat us? You don't hear a response. Of course okay. not. So can I hear water rushing in through that door or not? Uh, I'm, I'm, do you want hmm. a perception check? Yeah, let's do that. That's more interesting. That was a one. So, Ashani, you're maybe a little bit panicked. You're cut off, you don't know what's happening, and the door's not responding to you. You see something in the corner of your eye, but when you turn around, all you see is the, the, the human and the merman statue and all of the little creatures associated on it. So that kind of freaks me out when I think I see that movement, so I'm going to walk over to both the statues and draw chalk circles on the floor around them, just to make sure they're not like subtly moving out of there where they currently are. So, uh, Corby, Jameson, Kelsey, you are freaking out? Yeah, we're a lot panicked. I'm not yeah, freaking out. Okay, Jameson's not freaking out, but Corby and Kelsey are. Oh, yeah, I'm like a three-axe freak-out time here. I'm banging on the door, hitting it as hard as I can, shouldering it. I am yelling, all hail the Ocean Keeper. Um, Storm Storm Queen servants, release us. Anything I, th- anything I can think of that might work. Yeah, which door? The door where Ashani went out. Oh, okay. I close my eyes, put my hand out. It radiates with a little bit of prismatic sparkles, and I am testing the auras of the door for the magic that is controlling it. All right, Arcana check. Corby spends his uh, turn yelling. I got 24. Nice roll. It's not evil magic. It is water-based elemental magic. So the, the magic that seems to be keeping the door shut are seals. Well, one, I'm going to look at Kelsey. I'm like, you need to calm down, friend. You got a way to get us out of here? I'll calm the hell down. I, I don't think your glitter's going to save us now. Look, these doors, they're sealed by something. There's, like, magic right. seals on them. Magic. You, you right. can probably, but you can probably manipulate some of them. I know that you have a certain skill set and that allows you sometimes to get into places where magic is prevalent. And I'll work on the other ones. So I'm like, do we club the seals? How do we stop the seals? What do we have to do? Show me this. Are the seals invisible? When he says that, I stop. I look over my shoulder at him with a strange look on my face. Then I look back at Kelsey and I give him the shrug look. What what does that mean? The uh, gym of the office looking straight at the camera look. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) What does this mean? And then I go to start disassembling seals on this door so they'll open. All right. You can do that uh, on your next turn. Kelsey. There's only one other door. Yes. The one we came in and the one um, 
Jameson is looking at. So I'm looking at the other door. Is there anything I can do? I don't have any magical skills. Since I've pointed out that there are seals in this door and sort of pointed at where they are or how they, uh, how they kind of function, can Kelsey manipulate them at all? Skills. You know, honestly, though, sleight of hand or anything that would be used for pick <clears throat> pickpockets or anything that might be open locks, we might be able to get you working them. Right. <clears throat> Just to be because if it's a pattern or something along those lines, it's, it's essentially a right. lock. Well, and it's a it's a high magic world, so picking locks also means that you can pick magical locks. Okay. There we well, go. That's I, that's awesome. Um, so, is there any way I can use sleight of hand uh, to magically manipulate these seals? Yeah, you can try. Okay. I rolled an 18. Damn! Nice roll. You're able to figure out sort of where the the main spells are housed. And you can see that the two doors are basically on the same spell frequency. So the same spell controls them both, although it's independent. It'll take you a while to, to figure out the the mechanism and the, the magic. I, I, I fill in sparkles that they're on the same wavelength here. They are using the same spell to seal both the doors. Ooh, so if you can find anything out on his, you might be able to help mine as well. Do you think yep. that we need do you think that we need to like flick both locks at the same time? And Ashani. So I'm yelling out the door while my sister's working. I'm like, Ashani, are you okay? If you're drowned, if you're drowned, knock once. If you're not drowned, knock twice. Like this, wham, wham, wham. And you knocked on it three times. Yeah, wait, right. three times. What the hell does that mean? I can't do math right now. This is very, very, very stressful. Right. So, so Ishani, you can hear some, some pounding. You can't hear the voices. I'll pound back on the door. How many times? Two times. She hasn't drowned yet. It's fine. It's good. It's good. Okay. We've got time, but we got to get this door open. All right, Ashani, you have put the chalk circle around the uh, two statues. Do you look away and then look back real quickly? Well, I looked away for sure when I was pounding on the door. Right. And then I'll turn around and look back over my shoulder just to see. Oh, if give I me a perception anything. check. Or Arcana. I'll do perception. Eleven. Something's different. You don't know what, but the the. Statues haven't moved outside of their circles. How deep is the water getting in here? So at this point, it's probably... It's filling up really quick, so at this point, it's probably waist high. Okay, Corby? On Kelsey, that's maybe shoulder high. Yeah, that's really, yes. You want me to hold you? No, 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 no. What I want you to do is find something that we can use to float. Um, I think everything's nailed down. Potentially, something in your backpack could be inflated. Okay. As a... All right, that'll keep him busy, Sparkles. Let's go. We, oh. I got it. <clears throat> I whip my pa- I whip my pants off. I've done this. I was in the Marines. I whip my pants off and I start knotting the ends so I can make a flotation device. <clears throat> Does that work? <laughs> oh yeah, this, I mean it's actually it's a uh, it's a life saving thing. You you knot both both legs, then you take the uh, the mouth of the pants and you whoop through the water and it will force air into it. Then you can hold it. You can float on it. It's doesn't last really long, but you can keep doing it. Once I have that done, I'm going, Jameson, give me your pants. I need your pants. While Jameson's working on the door, unless Jameson, unless Jameson wants to stop me, I'm going to try to take your pants off of you so I can make another flotation <laughs> device. I, 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 point, I, I put my hand up, and because I can do this because I'm a conjurer, I conjure a giant rubber ducky that is about three feet in, 
in length, and I hand it to him like, use that. This is awesome. Where did he have that in his pants? It's a, and it's a fair size, so I can I can race it over to Kelsey, lift her up, and put her on it so she's riding it. <laughs> <clears throat> kind, of, kind of like a little uh, bobbly thing. And Kelsey just looks at him and goes, again? <laughs> uh, so, Corby, that's what you're going to spend your... Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, your turn doing... Uh... Thank you. I try to disassemble the lock. Or at least get it set so that I can flick the switch that I need to as soon as as, uh, Jane, as soon as Kelsey figures out what she needs to do. Right. Actually, I'm watching what Sparkles is doing and trying to uh, do the exact same thing on this door at the same time. You can you can kind of you've got a feel for them. You're you can you can see how you could manipulate them. It's just you know getting things in the right order. All right. So so y'all feel pretty confident that uh, next turn you'd be able to get these doors open if you if nothing else happens. I have an inflatable duck and, and, and like, life preserver pants. I don't know what's wrong with this. All right, Ashani. Now that a couple times I've thought I've seen that flicker of movement, I'll start going uh, clockwise around the room with my back to the wall, just looking to see if anything seems different as I'm going around, and I realize this will take a couple... Uh, different turns to do that. I'll go ahead and do another perception and see if I can pick anything out. 19? You see a movement again in the corner of your eye, but this time when you, you look back, you're able to see what looks like a stone crab that was at the, the base of the human statue. Uh, it seemed to be moving, and then when it saw you look at it, it just froze. I'm gonna point my finger at it and wag it and go, uh-uh. Kelsey realizes that she's floating out of the range of the runes while she's sitting on this duck. She slides off into the water, keeping an eye on sparkles to match his movements. And I tell Corby that um, it'll probably be best if he's out of the water and, you know, if he needs to swing his, his, his weapon, the sword. So clearly he should ride the duck. I got my pants. I'm fine. But you have to hang on with your pants with one hand. You could ride the duck. Do you want me to hold you? Would that be easier? No, I'm cool. I'm fine. I, I, I've got this. I just want to see you ride a duck and hold a sword. I'm not doing that. <laughs> rubber duck under my... I've got my pants slung over my shoulder. i got a rubber duck in my left arm with my shield, and I've got my uh, sword in my right hand, just in case. So, Kelsey, do you duck uh, under the water, which is now over your head? I have to keep an eye on what uh, Sparkles is doing. So if that requires me to go underwater, I do. As soon as you're underwater... You hear a little, it was dark and murky, but it's um, almost like casting a sea in the dark spell. Mm -hmm. And you can see the room just as clearly as you could see it when it was uh, lit up with light. And you gasp and realize you can breathe. Avanti, Glitter and Blood is played using Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Our theme music is Ghost Dance by Kevin McLeod. Hear more at incompetech.com. Be sure to check out our other awesome podcasts. She's a Super Geek, Knights of the Night, Misdirected Mark, and Gaming and BS.